Father, we come before you, Lord. I come before you. You have chosen me to share your word. And your word in any place, it is powerful. Especially when you are ordained, it is powerful. Father, let that word that is not mine, not even as scratches there of mine, it is all yours, whatever you have given. Father, I am just opening my mouth and saying it unto your people. Father, let the word go. Father, let it, Father, let it break the rocks. Rather, let it be like a fire that cleanses. Or let it be like a hammer. Father, that it goes and Father, it works in each and every one's life. Father, as time goes, Father, let it operate in me first. Father, as it goes, it is an experience that I'm sharing. The experience of yours that I'm sharing. Father, I give you all glory and honor. I'm an unworthy vessel. I am an unworthy vessel. Father, still I am before, before you. This is your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, if someone's uh, mics are open, kindly mute the mics so that uh, so that uh, it will yeah. Thank you. Uh, now, uh, today, the main uh, message, the name of the message is life, the life of Christ in bread breaking. The life of Christ in bread breaking. Uh, today, we shall be looking into the, basically, we will be looking into the bread breaking. What did Jesus do for us in, in order to commensurate for the acts in remembrance of him by bread breaking? To have a second thing is to have a clear picture. We need to know the sacrifice in the Old Testament and in the New, New Testament. We need to know the sacrifice in the New Testament by Christ. So there are, uh, there are a few other things also that we will be uh, looking into. That is, what is sacrifice? What is that in the Old Testament? What is that in the New Testament? And how, uh, how the bread breaking is important. So we will be coming to the bread, uh, bread breaking towards the end. So, uh, we will be looking looking into why we need a sacrifice. That is the first thing. First, first thing uh, is that the sacrifice, all people have sinned. Romans 3.23 says, all people have sinned and come short of glory of God. So no one has come, even uh, they, no one in this world has come even 10% of the glory of glory of God because everyone has sinned by birth. In Adam, we acquired the sinful nature. Uh, God says your iniquities, your iniquities have separated be, uh, between you and your God. So that, that is what has hid his face and left that he is not hearing. It is the sin. When man lost the glory of God in, uh, in, in the Garden of Eden, the nakedness was the result. The presence of the Lord, we were very uncomfortable. When the sin is there, it is very difficult to be comfortable before God. So what uh, our forefathers did was they uh, took some fig leaves to cover the shame. That was their own, their, 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 own uh, their, their own skills, which is called self-righteous nature. 
but God provided, we read that God provided the skin of an, an, an animal. That showed that someone had to die for covering the sin, to covering the shame of man. Man's self-righteousness -righteous, right, right, in man's self-righteousness is, is continually he is sinning against God. He is sinning against God by constitution as we are all born from Adam and by behavior as man was self-righteous and self-centered in all the actions we were by behavior also in constitution and by behavior uh, we were sinning continually. So at this point of time, God is unchangeable. God cannot change his behavior or his character, which is holy. So people, whenever there had been an anger, whenever something happens, they feared that it was from God and they go back to God with some offerings to please God. Why sacrifice was important was at that time, he accepts that he's, he sinned. That is the number one thing. Second is, he, he was ready to pay for what he has done. Third, he was, he is showing his allegiance to God. So these three things were important when uh, the, the, the reason for sacrifice had come up. Now, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, there are two important actions in, in the sacrifice uh, that we see. So to please God, we need to do some sacrifice. So in, in the sacrifice also, it is separated as two. One is sprinkling of blood. Second is to provide our body as a burnt sacrifice. This was in the Old Testament. So any, any person who has done a sin, he has to offer a ram or a bullock, and then he has to take the, uh, uh, the, the, the blood and offer it unto God. Blood stands for the life, because the life, uh, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Uh, it is told in Leviticus 17.11. So blood is the atonement for soul. So in uh, blood and the body, blood was offered. And uh, then after that, uh, the body was also offered as a full sacrifice. Brother Kenneth had uh, spent a lot of time in, in, in the shedding of blood, so we will not be looking into, uh, in the past couple of uh, messages back, Brother Kenneth had separately taken a message on, on blood, uh, on, on the offering of blood. So, uh, in Hebrews 9.22 says, and almost all things by the law, Purged with blood, without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Here it says, here it says that almost all things, almost all things by the law are purged by with blood. So, uh, the word all, almost all things shows that it is not only blood; there are some other things also. So that is why we see that blood and meat, uh, which is a burnt off offering, is a full sacrifice unto God. There are so many rules with regard to the uh, uh, rules in Leviticus, how the offering should be. We are not going, going, going there because of time, but what we are going, uh, what we are looking at is these two aspects, blood and the meat. Why? Now, the Old Testament was sacrificing, uh, sac sacrificing 
the animals in in our name if i have made a, a mistake i have made a sin i have to bring the animal through the road and bring it to the temple and before the temple so all the people will say this person has made a big sin and uh, he will be uh, the animal will be brought and the uh, blood will be taken and it will be uh, poured as an offering uh, why then why the new testament was established now we will look into this why the new testament was established someone has switched on the uh, the mic can you kindly switch it off please so why the new testament was established god knew that man never come to the can never come to the standard of the holy holy god by whatever sacrifice that they are doing they are doing they are providing calves bullocks whatever with their efficiency but they were not able to stick so god cannot at the same time god cannot bring bring down a standard for the redemption of his creation so it is impossible to bring back his creation to life as the gap between god and man is so huge so there was only one solution god has to provide the life unto the dead man for his redemption so for his redemption that was the only solution because there is no way that god and man could be reconciled instead of man's offering sacrifices god gave his son as propitiation man should believe man should believe in him and that's all if any effort is required from the side of man from our side then he would have devised the plans into it and he would have complicated things thus god made the redemption of man without any efforts of man this was the reason that earlier in the old testament they were providing people were providing but in the new testament god provided god provided for us now uh, as you, you all know the death came to humanity by adam uh, and life came to the humanity through christ hebrews 10:9 says there jesus says this is a reflection from psalms 40 i come to do thy will o god he he take away the first and he may establish the second here it is talking talking about behold uh, uh, i come to do thy will o god he take away the first and he established the second from this very verse itself you know that doing the will of god is the essence of new testament doing the will of god is the essence of new testament the sacrifice which god gives is to know him more and to do his will to know him more by giving and how did jesus do the will of god by humbling himself to give himself as an offering his life was given and the law new testament was established by the covenant of blood now in galatians 321 b says that b b not the first part the second part for if there had been a law given which could have given life very righteousness should have been by the law verily righteousness should have been by law now we we understand that we understand that uh, the law jesus came to fulfill the righteousness of law the the law was there but to fulfill the righteousness 
no one understood what is the righteousness of the law i am not going deep into it because of time way we will uh, so here it says that if uh, if there had been a law given which could have given life and and and, and underline that particular verse which could have given life verily righteousness should have been by the law if law was able to give life then the righteousness should have been by law but the problem was the law was not able to give life because why why because we were offering the corpses the dead bodies of the dead bodies of anim, animals and goats animals and uh, goats and then by which there was no life in it the offering itself was dead it was killed the blood was taken and the offering the body which was giving uh, given in as an offering was dead but in the new in the new testament it is a living sacrifice god himself came and gave himself totally by totally what was written about him in uh, i isaiah chapter 53 what was prophesied about him the very thing happened not even a uh, a, a, a comma should be removed it was done like that so uh, jesus gave and gave the life to the new testament that was the difference between the old and new now in the new testament also there are two important as, as aspects you we see that the sacrifice was christ jesus now in the new testament also we see that shedding of blood is important uh Hebrews 9:12 says neither by the blood of goat and calves but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us so he entered the most holy place by his own blood not by any other people's blood nowadays we see that we uh, pe uh, people kill one another and take their blood here we see jesus entered the most holies most holy places with his own blood with his own blood in the 14th verse how much more shall the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without a spot purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living god to serve the living god you need a proper sacrifice which is without spot without spot or wrinkles he lived in this earth there is no one anyone can check the bible and in no place we can spot him that he is sinned that was the life that he present that he he presented at the same time because he was a full fully a human being a fully a human being and at the same time he was god also so he was fully a human being he understood he came down someone like a king who 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 was who is a king he came down to know what his uh, his uh, uh, people are talking about him what what is the understanding he changed his dress and he acted as a uh, like we we read about david so he acted as if he was he he doesn't understand anything so when he come there he is a god himself when he came the the king when he came in a in a uh, in a in a beggar's dress he was a king himself but he was in the in the beggar's beggar's dress he came down to have uh, to the earth like us like you and me 
So we will be going uh, deep into it uh, later. So now uh, uh, here it says how much it will purge your conscience from dead work to serve a living God. So how much? So here we see the blood of Christ. So there are we said there are two aspects. One is the blood of Christ. God values the precious blood of his son more than any other sacrifice. We have to understand that whenever we go before God, we are going behind the blood of Christ. God sees his son's blood in us. In us. So uh, that uh, so that is that is why uh, that is why in Exodus 12, 13 says, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Here, God says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. When God sees the blood of his son in our body, he will pass over us. So this is the picture that I want to, I want to give you how the precious blood of a son works. God sees the blood only. So when we confess our sins in, in the name of our Lord, we are entering the Holy of Holies with the blood of Christ. That's how God sees it. We are entering the Holy of Holies with the blood of Christ. When Father sees it, he sees he sees us. We are carrying the blood of Christ. Now, blood acts in two ways. All sins that are committed by me are forgiven. The first time when we believe, all sins are forgiven. There are, there are no sins if you are washed by the blood. There is no sins and no curses. This is for sure. If you are born again, if you have accepted Christ as your savior, then there is no more sins or curses. Now, the second thing is the it every day, Jesus says that every day you need to wash your legs. What does he say? He say you don't need to uh, every time when you come, you need to wash your legs. Why? Because you don't need to wash your whole body because that's already clean. But the day, every day you walk through this earth and this earth links with our body. This body is directly connected. You know, we are, we, we have the spirit and body. Now this body is directly connected to the earth. Now this body will always be in connection with the with the with the with the uh, world and all the worldly desires will have a first like you know uh, like uh, you go to a uh, uh, to the uh, most high authority and the high authority is uh, very difficult that we can approach what happens is that is the spirit uh, the earth the world the worldly desires Present their request through our body. Now I think you understand. Present their request through our body by, temp by temp 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 temptation. So it is a temptation that comes into us. So this is how. Now for this also we need the blood. So every day we need the blood for the uh, past sins and for every day whatever we are doing consciously or, or without knowing we need the blood of Christ. So this is uh, the first aspect, which is the blood shedding, shedding of blood by Christ Jesus. Now, the second is now when we look at it, it's almost clear. Why do why do you need the second? In the New Testament, the altar is the cross. And there Jesus was crucified crucified as a sacrifice. Now what happens, your body, your body, when you present it, uh, 
Uh, now, we saw that the sins are for, forgiven by the offering of the blood of Christ. Now, what about the sinful nature of man? The sinful nature means me. Sin, sinful nature of man, which is, which is in the flesh. The sinful nature is in my flesh. What do we do with this old man? The sinful nature is still there because we are in this body. Now, we saw that all the requests from the world is put through this body. Now, if our spirit, we are walking in the spirit, and I'm talking about when you are walking by, uh, by the filling of the spirit, when you walk through by the filling of the spirit, the body is not having any power. Is not having any power. You know, uh, Jesus says you should not have two masters. And one master is money. Jesus says one master is money. The other, uh, uh, one master is money. Now the money and God. Now if money is God means God is a servant. Money is the master. And if, uh, if, uh, if the other, other, other way around, God is the master and money is a servant. Then what happens? Money we might use, but money does not have any say in any of your decisions. In any of your decisions, money will not have a say. This is exactly in any decisions, whether to go abroad or to get a job or change the job or whatever, you look into one thing, whether, whether, whether God is in control, your spirit is in control. This is what, when the spirit of God is in you, when you accept Jesus Christ, he gives you two gifts. One is the salvation. The second is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, is very much dwelling in you as you, uh, as you, uh, as you accept him. Now, the filling of the spirit or whatever, uh, whatever you say, prophesying or, you know, all, all those kind of things are secondary. But filling of the, because you will be led by the spirit. The spirit will have a say in your life. Until then, you were not hearing the word of God. You know, certain people say that I, I heard the word of God. I have never heard them for such a long time in the church. But suddenly they come up and say, I, I heard the word of God. And it was very clear. What is the word of God? That we need to go to Australia. That is the, that is the word of God that some people say. No. If you are hearing the word of God, you will be hearing it continuously, daily. It is not for that word purpose. Probably Australia or America would be, a re, would be an answer from God. But daily you have to hear. Every day. Every step. So uh, now, um, so this old man, old man is very, very much in us. Romans 8, 3 says, for what the law could not do in what it was weak through flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of the sinful flesh for sin and condemned sin in the flesh. So here we see that God understood and he sent, he sent his son. He here we say, uh, uh, sending God, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. In the likeness of sinful flesh means in as you and me for sin and to condemn sin in the flesh. You have to understand that Jesus condemned the sin in the flesh. And he is, uh, he, he is our, our, uh, uh, he is our, uh, our, our, our ex, ex, example. In, in anything, in anything, we need, uh, we need to have this victory upon the world. So to upon, so uh, here, you, the outer man belongs to the world. That will always pull you to yourself 
to yourself. Every time, whenever the trials and temptation comes, you need to overcome the trials and temptations. For that, we want this cross and the sacrifice of your old man. When Jesus was crucified, he, we consider that we were also crucified with him, with him, dead to the world. Mean to say that suppose you are, you are, uh, uh, you are born to a family of a slave. You are a slave. The same way, the same way we were the sons of Adam. But when he sent, we were, we were very much in them. That is why it says that you, uh, uh, that uh, the, 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 the sin of Adam is in us. But when we are in Christ, we were crucified. Our body was crucified at the same time when Jesus was crucified. So we have to consider. Now, there is a fight always between the inner man and the outer man. For a spiritual person, it will be, be more. Most of the occasions, the inner man fails as the flesh is dealing with the world. It is originating from the world itself. Most of us deal with the world in a very casual manner. We are not, we are not bothered about the deceitness. And we don't see world as an enemy. Bible says world as an enemy. Hence, we are always very close with the worldly standards. Bible teaches us that the worldly standards are enmity to God. That is, that is, that is why in Matthew 23, 25 says, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. And full of greed and self-indulgence. So in order to take this nature of sin from us, we need this old man to be removed. I have a testimony. A couple of days back, I got into an issue. I did not know that I was feeding myself, my, not myself, feeding myself, myself. I, I was dragged into the issue by myself. After, after that, I was a little bit terribly uh, heavy and I did not talk to anyone, but I was not comfortable. I went and sat down in the presence of the Lord for the quiet for the quiet time. And I worshipped him. I was not able to worship him. I am not able to worship him. I said, Lord, what is the mistake that I did? I was not able to worship him. I prayed. Then I prayed. Then this thought came about uh, 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 Elijah. Elijah wanted to hear the voice of God. He heard, first he heard big storm. There was no God in that. Then again he heard big thunder. There was no God in that. He saw big fire. There was no God in that. But finally, after all, all that, there was calm. Whatever we talk, whatever we speak, whatever we do, if it is pointing to yourself, it is all like fire, thunder and all. But at the end, the voice came. It was a very soft voice. You know what, what was the voice? Are you trying to crucify me again? I knew very well that I am wrong that it is my mistake. It is my mistake. I said, I am sorry, Lord. I will not do that again. I will, I will not do that. I am sorry. I don't have anything to say. I said, sorry. Because the word 
was very, very, very strong. Are you trying to crucify me again? I said, I will not do that. Forgive me, Lord. The mistake is mine. Immediately, God gave the peace and the surpassing understanding to my soul. And that was enough for me. That was so beautiful. He lifted me from the, from the, from the earth, from the pit. It was my flesh, actually. It was my old self who was crucified in the cross. He came and said, whatever you are doing is right. I was, I was deceived. Now, I want to closely look into this te test testimony. Here, I needed forgiveness for my mistake towards God, which is drawn, which is drawn by, from and by the blood of Christ. So whatever I did, the mistake is forgiven by the blood. Sec, 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 secondly, I need to lead a victorious life in uh, Christian, Christian life, for which I need to humble at the foot of the cross and his sufferings. I need to know the value of his sufferings to go forward victoriously. When situation comes, when you are trying to make yourself uh, victorious, we need to know we are throwing God in the back. So God told me, what is the mistake? Now you understood uh, why you need, why you need, uh, why you need cross. You need cross for every day to overcome the situation, to overcome your trials, to overcome your temp temptation. So when we look closely through the eyes of God, it is me who is the reason all, of all problems. We might say it is our wife, it is our friend, it is our this person, that person, but it is yourself and myself. When you come to God, unless we pray for our own self first, we cannot do the will of God because you are not the devil. You are the number one enemy of God. You are the number one enemy of God. Unless you know that you are the number one enemy of God, you cannot, you cannot come closer to God because that is what has happened to Pharisees. They never thought that it, it was their fault. Now, Romans 6, 6 says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Uh, in uh, Romans 6, 11 says, likewise reckon you also yourself to be dead, indeed unto sin, but alive unto God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Reckon yourself. What does it mean by reckon? Account. Account for. For you also yourself. To be dead. To be dead unto sin. Now, Second uh, Corinthians 2.14 says, All, uh, God, Now thanks unto God. Always cause me to triumph in Christ and make manifest the sour of his knowledge by us in every place. You can, you can provide the sour, manifest the sour of his knowledge in every place only by submitting yourself unto God. In your family, number one thing is that do not pray for your wife first. Do not pray for your husband first. Pray yourself and pray to God, show me what is the mistake in me. Then you pray for others. So we saw the, rem uh, the remission of sins comes from the, so now we saw that it comes from the washing of the blood. Now, 
washing of the blood and uh, and by the sufferings of Christ. Now we will look into uh, very importantly. Uh, God wants to put His life into us. Jesus was very much, very much uh, keen at the time of His death. The, as the time came, you read that He called all His disciples and brought them together, and He gave. He said, "Make a place for us to feast." And in the feast, before before that, Jesus spoke spoke to them. First itself, when uh, in the first first John fourth verse, in him in Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. Now this life, it is mentioned in John. I need to read from the first chapter to the last chapter to uh, to the twenty second chapter, for uh, uh, to show. that everywhere it is life uh, john is talking about the eternal life which god is interested to give it to us which we lost in the eden garden of eden which we will see suddenly we will we, we will see that the tree of life comes in revelation and tree of life we are being fed from the tree of tree of life this was what god wanted now it shows directly from the garden of eden to the Re revelation chapter 21 so uh, uh, chapter 20 2022 so there we see that tree of life now jesus says some very important uh, statements here one is for the father has life in him so he has given to the son to have life in himself that is john 5:26 for the father has life in himself so he has given the son so we we read in john 1 that there was life in him now in chapter 5:26 it says that god has given son to have life in himself in himself so he can make anyone alive any dead situation alive uh john 633 says for the bread of god is he which come down from heaven and give life unto the world this for this is the bread of god who jesus christ that come down from heaven now we again we go to john 651 i am the living bread which came down from heaven any man eat of this bread shall live forever so it is forever the giving life forever when we believe in christ we live forever in 653 says verily verily i say unto you except you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you have no life in you he that eat my flesh and drink my blood dwell in me and i in him so by uh it is very clear that jesus is going to dwell in you and you are going to dwell in him so this is what happens the relationship the relationship in in the bread breaking between man and god happens but that we are doing it as a remem is a as a remem remembrance now let us go into the foundational and this understanding of the bread breaking we will take luke 2219 he and he took bread we we have to note took bread and then what did he do he blessed the bread then what did he do he broke the bread and then what did he do he gave it to his disciples say that this is the body which is given for you and do this in remembrance of me now there are two actions he took the bread he blessed the bread he broke the bread and he gave it to them 
we see this four actions which Jesus did. He took, we are going to look at the first one, he took. Philippians 2, 6, 7, 8. In that, the important verse is in the seventh verse. He took upon, took upon him the form of a servant. He took upon him the form of, we see that uh, took here also, the same word here. Who, uh, now we will read the whole three verses. Second chapter, six verse. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made like made in the likeness of men. So, uh, uh, so what you see here is God took the form of a servant. We have to understand that he was like a prince. You can, in the worldly sense, king and prince, you, you have king and prince. Now this prince is coming down to as a servant, as a servant to serve the people, to serve the humanity. So that is what he did. He took uh, upon him the form of a servant. In, in the eighth verse, 2 Philippians 8, being found in the fashion of man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So whatever he did in this earth, he took the form as a servant. He was obedient to the father. That is how, uh, that, is, that is the one main action. He took, he took the form of the servant. Now in Matthew 20, 28 says, as even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So, so, you, so you understand the purpose why Jesus, Jesus came? Jesus came not to be ministered, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, this is the first action. The second action is blessed. Blessed. He blessed the bread. Now here, God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity was there. The Trinity in full was there when Jesus Christ was blessed for the ministry. Now he came as a servant. Now he was blessed for the ministry. We read in Matthew chapter 3, 16. I'm just reading the important part. He saw the spirit of God descending like a dove. And in the 17th verse, the voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. See, we see father, the Holy Spirit, the father and the son together. And Holy Spirit came at that point of time and blessed Jesus for the ministry. Now, this was what it happened. And, it, and at the same time, the father blessed him again in the Mount of Transfiguration in front of all. It was necessary that Jesus needed to be glorified like that. He was glorified amidst the Old Testament saints. And Jesus said, don't give ear to Moses or the I there we don't read that uh, we don't read that don't give ear to Moses and and uh, uh, Elijah but gee, the voice says that give ear this is my beloved son this is my beloved son every meaning is understood in that word this is my beloved son who is the beloved son this Jesus Christ so there also we see the father blessing. This is the beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Here to him. Now the third was, uh, we read in Matthew 12, 17 and 18. That was fulfilling the prophe pro pro prophecies. He fulfilled all the prophecies. All the prophecies uh, Jesus ful fulfilled. Only in Jesus you can see that all the prophecies has become Yes and amen. 
So the next uh, action was broke. The next action was broke. Now, Second Corinthians uh, uh, broke. Second Corinthians five twenty one says that he has made him to be a sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. You, we, we know that he was made sin. Everyone, the law said that he has, he has uh, done blasphemy because he made himself equal to God. But God made him to be uh, 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 um, that um, again I'll read who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him now Isaiah 53 that is the that is a prophecy it it talks about the breaking of Jesus but he was wounded for our transgressions that was the prophecy he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Seventh verse, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as the sheep before the shearers is dumb, so he did not open his mouth. When the, uh, when, the, when, when the sheep goes and stand in front of the shearers, they are going to pluck his, uh, its, uh, its uh, uh, shears. Now, when uh, it is going to be sheared, when uh, they, the, the, the sheep is dumb and they brought the lamb to the slaughter. When it is brought to the slaughterhouse, the lamb never knows that it is a place where he, it is going to be killed. Jesus was like that. Why? For me and you. He saw at that. He would have said just one word. I agree whatever I said was wrong. That one word was enough for Pilate to release him. Even that was not required, but he did not go against the will of God. He said, it is not my will, Lord, when he was in Get Gethsemane. He said, it is not my will, but your will. Why did Jesus say my will? This because his body was in the likeness, in the, in the, in the likeness of men. That is why Jesus said, it's not mine, it is your will. And Jesus knew because he, because he was in full control of what it was going to happen. What all trouble, what all pain, what all suffering that is going to. Now, uh, Hebrew, uh, uh, Hebrews 2.10 says, For it came to him for whom all are all things and by whom all things in bringing many sons unto glory. We will read from here in bringing many sons unto glory for making the captain of salvation perfect through sufferings. When, you, when God wanted to bring the captain, he needed to break him. So in those sufferings, he was broken. Mm -hmm. uh, why? Hebrews 2.14 says, For as much as then the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same flesh and blood that through death he might destroy that had the power of death, that is the devil. So because we were in flesh and blood, God knew, he, uh, he knew. So he also likewise took part of the same. He came in flesh and blood. So then he, he was broken and through uh, uh, he made the captain of the salvation perfect through sufferings. In 1 Peter 2.21 says, Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. We should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile, uh, guile found in his name. So this is what, that's a perfect example 
that is a perfect uh, uh, perfect example for us to follow his steps now the last one is give he gave the last one was he broke the bread and gave gave unto the church the bride the bride so he gave he broke and he gave what did he what did he give in second peter 13 says according as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that he has called us to glory and virtue his divine power given you see that word given so god gave given to us to the church all things that pertain unto life and godliness so in whatever uh, way you need to live life and godliness through the knowledge of him when you come to know him more and more he has called us to glory and virtue so he has uh, called us and with the divine power he has given us all things that pertaining to life and godliness how through the knowledge of him that has called us now the next verse says whereby are given note the word given god gave us exceeding great and precious promises we are uh, talking about what god gave unto the church he is given us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of his divine nature hallelujah that is the that is the beauty by by giving unto us exceeding great and precious promises the promises exceeding great and uh, precious promises that he says that when you see me you have seen your father and i am going because i am i am going to make a place place for you he has given us exceeding great promises you have to think about this when you are in the death bed the promises that jesus has given that is going to lift you from the from from whatever situation that you are when you are in the death bed or when you are suffering this exceeding great promises will release you because we are the partakers of his divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust we have overcome we have gone above we are partakers of his divine nature we are partakers means god is living in us and we are partaking from him this is what we do while we while 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 we take part in the uh, in the bread and uh, in the in the bread and bread and wine breaking of the bread and wine so if we, so this is what it gives to the bride ephesians 122 also says and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things to the church he became the head and he gave everything that is required to the church so the uh, which is in the 23rd verse which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all ephesians 1 is a one of the uh, uh, theological one of the first one chapter which is very theologically very high with, with very high standard at the end the 23rd verse says that what god intends everything is to give it to his bride to his bride through christ so whatever we see from the beginning it is all for the bride so we we have to read ephesians chapter 1 to know what are those things that are being kept ah beautiful god will take you to another another, another level if you really really try to know that so it is that it is that fullness fullness that god wants to give you now conclusion uh 
Jesus said, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in the remembrance of me. Then he took the cup and he said, this is the New Testament of my blood. Do this often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Why, why Jesus said to do this in remembrance of me? First of all, Jesus is asking the sacrament to do with all conscience in body and mind so that, so, uh, uh, so that you understand the price by which you were bought from the devil and flesh. So Jesus is asking you to do it for a, not just as a as as something as a uh, this uh, as something like you do in the church. No, this is by knowing what is the worth that you were bought. So you need to you need to know what is the what is the worth. Now when he says that he commits you he makes you commit because when you do that if you are the option is yours it is it is it is not god to take part in the blood and blood in the in the uh, bread and bread and wine the option is yours now whole option is yours but says that that the body is broken for you if you believe in that is it broken for me and is it a new covenant with my savior is it a new covenant through blood with my savior ask this question to you and uh, to yourself and uh, you the second thing what god says is you should not do this in an unworthy manner that is very important what is unworthy and what is not unworthy one is you should be born again you are purchased by the blood uh, precious blood of god to partake in this because this is directly linked with the purchase price which is his body his blood so when you partake in this you are no more the old person the old person should not be there you have to check whether you are born again only born again people can take part no one will stop you no one will stop you it is your conscience but it will work against you that is why we always say that you, we should not give this bread and wine to the children why because they don't understand this fact they don't see sin in the same way as god sees it and this is Jesus is telling you do in remembrance of me that I broke and I shed my blood. So the second is why should uh, second why should you take baptism? Baptism you need to take baptism. Why should you take baptism to have this uh, bread to take part in the uh, bread breaking? Why? Because to declare that you are dead to the world and living for Christ is through baptism now unless you declare you yourself if you are not ready to declare that uh, that uh, uh, that i am dead to the world that is from your part if you declare that is one of the it is totally up to you if you you cannot uh, if you are in a position where you cannot take baptism yes you can take take part in that but cannot take part because of some reasons very critical reasons but if in the normal case you have to declare that i am dead to the world to take part in this now third is you have to examine yourself that there is any sin or a sinful nature the sinful nature is very important when we look at it uh, the sinful nature is very evident when you see people when you see one person what is the first thing you are seeing them for the first time why should you take a, 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 a picture of their uh, face how they laugh how they talk you don't need to take a picture that god talked to me because i i i was having a camera with me whenever someone talks i will take their picture and and i will have and I will write certain things. This person is like this. 
but god talked to me very clearly you are not supposed to take we are supposed to but that that does not mean that you should not discern you have to discern so uh, that so uh, these are the three things that there my there are many other things also but very important important things so uh, whenever you are doing it do it with all conscience you should be clear of your conscience conscience means body and mind and spirit all the three will what is working is the conscience so the conscience should be clear now uh, uh, the last verse romans 12:1 say i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god which is a reasonable service present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god holy acceptable unto god god is not looking at what you have done yesterday if you have definitely gone to his cross and said lord i am sorry he will accept you he will take you as his own son like jesus christ because you are redeemed through his through his blood and the sec, uh, 12 2 says and be not be confirmed to this world this is very important do not be confirmed conformed to this world but transformed by the renewing of the mind that you may prove what is good acceptable and perfect will of god in in the new testament doing the will of god is the essence of new testament is the essence of new testament without which we cannot enter the holy of holies we need maybe today what you are doing is not a sin but tomorrow when you when you are there it is a sin because you are coming closer to god as you come closer and closer closer and closer to god you become every day there will be a cleansing happening in us and god will that is that is the purpose of bread and wine also so let us let us all bow before god let god have his word upon you if god has spoken to you submit unto submit unto god submit unto god that i will i will not live for the world i will not i will not live for the world every day i will go to the cross and the cross jesus will live in us it says that uh, christ in us is a hope of glory jesus wants to live in us and he wants to take us in our deathbed and it will be a transition of life it will not be a struggle it will be a transition of life jesus life in you christ in you the hope of glory may god bless you